Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello and welcome to Hoovering. Thanks so much for listening to this and for telling other people about it if you already are. And if you're not, please may you start. Thank you. I don't mind if you tell them straight to their face in real life. I don't mind if you shout. I don't mind if you whisper or if you just do occasional tweet or something. All of those things are both helpful and brilliant so keep doing them please if you want to help me with sweet cash money i'm on a brilliant website called patreon go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see how you can swap even from tiny amounts of dollar a month to huge for all different types of amazing rewards you get various types of controls and accesses to me and guest recipes and all that kind of stuff And thank you so much if you're already a patron. You are the ones that mean that I can keep doing this podcast, let alone keep making it better. So to you, a massive, great, big, mega special thank you. I have got some live shows coming up at the end of January, 27th and 28th in London at the Hen and Chickens Theatre. And I think they might be nearly sold out. I think there might be one or two tickets left. If you want those last few, please go to unrestrictedview.co.uk forward slash the hyphen hoovering hyphen podcast hyphen live. Oh, and I don't know if I mentioned, but if you're one of my patrons and you gave over five bucks a month, then um, you would be getting discounted tickets to all my live shows. If you wanted to come and see me do some stand-up in real life and you're in London, you 
can go to wegottickets.com and within that website, search for Honers Club, H-O-N-E-R-S. I'm running a kind of regular new material night where I'm working up all my new stuff alongside brilliant friends, people like Bridget Christie and Josie Long. Um, There's one on the 3rd of December. Oh, it's only three quid, by the way, to come if you book in advance because I want everyone to be able to come. And the one on the 3rd of December, there's still like... 20-something tickets left for that at the moment and Josie Long can't make that one anymore but the comedian who can is so amazing I can't even mention her but it's a her and she is so funny and she's on everything on all of the tellies she's ace come Okay, to the podcast. In this episode, I'm talking to a brilliant actor, Nell Hudson. You might have seen her in Informer, which is on right now, and All Over iPlayer, or maybe in Outlander, or Victoria on ITV, that was amazing, about Queen Victoria, or Call the Midwife, which I love. Basically, she is ace. Nell got us a feast of a lunch in from Mildred's, which I explained to her is actually where I'm having my hoovering first birthday party in January. What I'm going to do is go to Mildred's, which is one of my favourite restaurants in the universe, and I'm going to take some of my best guests from this past year, um, and I'm going to record us having a snazzy birthday dinner, happy birthday hoovering dinner. But that episode of what I record that night is exclusively only for patrons who are in the $10 tier and above, which is so many monies. But I think we can all agree it's a pretty snazzy thing to do. So maybe, I mean, this is, if you were canny, what you might do is um, just pop into that tier just for maybe January and February, maybe, just to get a special episode. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Anyway, in this episode, I invent a word. There are some corset woes, and when I say the Marine Conservation Society, or MCS, what I actually meant was the MSC, the Marine Stewardship Council. It's the Marine Stewardship Council who are the only people sticking reliable stickers, um, the blue and white ones that say MSC certified on them. That's the only way with the stickers on fish, that the ones that you know the fish is not very evil to buy msc so i misspoke i'm correcting myself in advance of you even hearing it god there's a lot of admin isn't there sorry my bad the last thing to mention before we just get on with it is that there's a bonus feature in this conversation we're joined throughout our chat by nell's gorgeous little dog maggie this looks off the chart good well i mean i take no credit basically i'm not vegan or even vegetarian no, no. So I wasn't going to cook my first vegan vegetarian meal. <laughs> and have in this, like, this situation. This wasn't going to be the day. So you've delivered. I've delivered. We should. We spoke about this before I set the recorder off. But basically, Nell's just got a Mildred's near her house. Yeah. Oh my days! It's where I'm going to have my uh, my podcast's first birthday. That Mildred's. Yeah, the nice. first one in Soho. Yep. If you haven't heard of it and you're listening, it's I think it's still just in London for now, but it's this amazing, very small chain. Yes. The veggie vegan. And it's just proper oh. as a non vegan vegetarian, it's just really yummy. It's not like yeah. you have to be vegan or vegetarian to enjoy the food. It's just a really good restaurant. Absolutely. Yeah. A really good restaurant. And um I am not a vegan or vegetarian well, I'm yeah, pretty much vegetarian. Yes. I've gone very far from being vegan. <laughs> She says, picking up a massive piece of halloumi. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are still many days where I am vegan. But anyway, anyway, what I was going to say is, just to back your point up, my stepbrothers, mm-hmm. who are 
two lovely boys, men. They're men now. It just makes me feel old to call them men. <laughs> uh, they're younger than me. They're both proper, proper vegans, and they've oh, used Mildred's name. to woo my oh. extremely carnivorous stepdad, their dad. Oh, nice. Um, into a, a kind of 90% vegetarian life. Really? Can you believe it? That's incredible. Well, that and my mum is very good at cooking and vegetarian stuff, but it's That's both mum and Gary have been wooed by nice. Mildred. So is your mum now a veggie as well? No. Okay. Well, she listens to this now, so that's awkward. I have to okay. she's, uh, she's, you're low meat, aren't you, mum? <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's really mm. good. Mm. Nice. I've definitely mm. cut back on meat. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing now, isn't it? Being woke thing. about your food and where it comes from mm-hmm. and and the carbon footprint of your food. Yep. Yeah, so I have a funny thing, which is yeah. I try. I don't always do it. Mm. But I try and only eat meat that is at least like free range and organic mm-hmm. preferably bought from a butcher's mm-hmm. but it came about in this funny way which is i was saying to you earlier i grew yeah. up on a farm yeah where was his farm in worcestershire okay and so my dad made us <laughs> sounds really macabre but it's not it was really good for all of us me yeah. and my siblings kind of in order to learn about where our food came from he was like do you like the taste of meat yeah I want you to experience what it's like to kill an animal. I was so hoping you were going to yeah, say that. and pluck it or skin it and gut yes. it and learn all the things. Hello. So that, you know, you yeah. you see where it's coming from well, and you but I think that's it. really cool. It I think is that's cool. so cool because then you've got this connection. You've got this connection as well, which is yeah. potentially kind of what we've lost with the kind of fish fingersization of... That's a good word. It's a terrible word. And you're very kind. That's great. The fish fingersization. (laughs) You knew what I meant, right? That can be the title. I should have said that. (laughs) I should have said, like, the twizzlification. That could have been more. Like turkey twizzlers. Oh, okay. No, see, too vague. You'd have understood. The American twizzler, which is like a sweet. Oh. Mm. It's American, so it's probably still got meat in it. Yeah. Yeah, but I was thinking, I don't know if I could do it with... So we did it with, like, chickens, yeah, rabbits, mm-hmm. pheasants. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I could do it if it was, like, a nice, friendly pig or mm. a cow. And I do eat beef and pork. Yeah. But if I, like, was face-to-face with a cow and someone was like, okay, here's a, a thing. But I it. think if you were... Um, it sounds like you're super kind of ethical about where you get your meat from and so I think if you if I you try were like, and be right. yeah when you're eating out it's very hard isn't it yeah obviously yeah because you well I find it I still to this day find it very hard to be that guy that says can I ask exactly where this has come from I've got completely I'd rather just have the veggie thing yeah totally I once did this horrific diet because I had candida for like a year mm. which is like an overgrowth of yeast in your body oh god Ugh. and it's Basically, the candida diet is basically a load of bullshit. You heard it here, people. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> Most diets are. Yeah, exactly. But I was sort of so desperate to get rid of it. Right, yeah, of course. Um, that I tried this incredibly restrictive diet where oh. you're not allowed anything. You're right. not allowed any sugar, any wheat, any gluten, any dairy, certain meats. Like, you're not allowed basically any carbohydrate. You're not allowed alcohol, caffeine, just anything. And what I remember... Terrible from life, they were terrible It was. Life. It was shit. I felt so... Are we allowed to swear? Yeah. I, I was so 
It was like coming off heroin the first yeah. couple of weeks. I was shaky and jittery really? and I had this permanent headache. Oh. It was terrible. And also, but you know, like the main thing, like you say, was asking in restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> like when you were out and about and just oh. being like, I can't have this, 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 and this, and just seeing these mm. poor service people just like glaze over and be like, oh, okay, whatever. You Did know. it work? No, it no. didn't work. Oh, it didn't work. And I didn't even feel like, even after three months of it, I sort of thought, okay, well, worst case scenario, I'll feel like Superwoman mm. because I'm only eating leaves and like, you know, steamed fish or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't feel any better. No, just tired. At all. I didn't lose weight. I like, I lost a bit of weight at the beginning and then I just yeah. sort of plateaued. Um, yeah, I just felt crap. Yeah. I felt completely crap. The thing that got me better actually was doing a course of kefir, was drinking goat's milk every morning. Oh, really? For six weeks. Yeah, because I just needed I've to like... i tried that. I hate it. I was going to say, the sa- it doesn't sound delicious. No. <laughs> some people milk, love it. Some people, some people swear by it, right? Mm. And it's meant to be healthy. Mm-hmm. What's this yellow dip with a falafel? It's so nice. Is it good? Oh, I think it might be tahini, actually. I've just is. given it a close-up sniff. <laughs> it's pretty Slightly, um, confused world mm. cuisines. But Yeah, we should talk about the food a bit more. I'm too okay. busy devouring it. Um, <laughs> got falafel with a tahini dip, but there's something sweet in that tahini. It's Just really good. Mm. Some, like, smoky chickpeas that are hot. We've got gyoza for some mm. reason. Because why not? If it's an option They're my to get gyoza. On the menu. Yeah. Mmm, that is good dip. Mmm. Okay. And then there's all these lush quinoa salads with, like, beetroot and Classic. carrots. Some classic is that pickled mushroom with is kale. It? I'm trying it now. Nice, it is nice. It's very trendy at the moment. A pickled mushroom, is it? Mm. I'm not a big mushroom fan, aren't you? No, it's the real marmite, isn't it? I know lots of people who are actually kind of pretty like medium about marmite, they think it's fine. Whereas mm. mushrooms, really, you're either big into that, yeah, or you hate yeah, that. yeah. They smell. What's the word? Like sensual eater? Yeah. As in the smell of something yeah. is a really big deal for me. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, like I don't eat eggs. Okay. But not in a vegan way. I just hate the smell of eggs. Really? But like sulfury egg smell. <laughs> not I'm in like, a vegan way. I'm like, why would you want to eat that? And have you... You haven't got kids. No. No. I have a dog. We have a dog. That's fair as enough. far as it goes for now. A potential warning for... You might never want kids and that's... I amen to you. <laughs> but... um pregnancy can give you the most incredible super smell and it would be a nightmare I hear this. yeah it can right. be an absolute nightmare yeah. there were whole parts of london i couldn't go to oh really yeah. what like peckham what does peckham smell of to a pregnant um f- fried chicken but that really it, that oh, really okay. rough kind of oh, it's yeah. a really base oh i don't oh i need to be more <laughs> articulate about it but it's just a it's not really the chickenness of it it's just fat i think it's hot bubbling fat right but in a really right. kind of oily right cloying way and the nail shops all the nails oh my god places, that's the worst that, smell it's such a powerful chemical yeah. Yeah. smell and those two smells combined were just it was torture whereas hove absolutely mm. lovely just smell just, of cut grass just, and oh, freshly nice, baked bread. Nice, not fish. <laughs> no. We've got really red market on the corner from here. Oh, nice. Well, it always reeks of fish. Like, the street right. reeks of fish, even when it's not a market day. Yeah. Or, you know, if you walk down it at night, it just stinks. Whereas fish is one of those things where I would say often smells rank, and the thought of the smell of fish is appalling. Yes. I love it. Do you? Yeah. Are you a big fish well, I think because I've just... Yeah, I'm a massive fish fan. I'd kind of do what you do with meat, but with fish. Okay, nice. And go, right, as and when I can afford it, every mm. couple of weeks. Mm. 
find a fishmonger. Also, I'm quite often back in Dorset, where I'm from, where mm. it's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not necessarily. There's an amazing fishmonger in um, Greenwich, actually, that I've just mm. discovered, which isn't far from me. But it's very expensive. This um, is the thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, and have um, get some fish in if I know nice. it's good. Also, there's... Um, if it's got a little sticker on it that says MSC, yes. it means the Marine Conservation Society mm. have said it's okay. Yes. If anything, helpful. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes Tesco's do mackerel that's got that on it. Okay. Asda of all the big supermarkets are weirdly good for ethical fish. Really? It, you still have to look at that sticker. There's still yeah, a yeah. as well. What I'm really thrown by is that you can have these certified little stickers mm. and stamps. They don't necessarily mean what you think they mean. Oh no, a lot of them are rubbish. Like... Yeah. You can call something free range, and it's had a shit life. Yeah, really. It's really shit life. alarming. Oh, it's awful. It just yeah. means that it's a bit less shit. It means it's had a than it um, wasn't an A two size crate to live mm. in for its entire life instead of A four. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Oh no, I think actually A four. So worrying. I think free range might mean A four. Seriously. Yeah, and like allowed out once yeah. a day or something. It's appalling. Obviously, for the podcast, but just in general life, mm. I, mean, I would be anyway. Always reading about it and. Mm. It feels like there is this slight shift that I'm really on board with towards extreme cutdowns and seeing those things as a treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being the way forward for people who can afford it, at least. Yes, definitely. And I don't feel like I can always afford it, but then I think, well, in the context of the grand scheme of the world, I can. So mm. make that choice. Like, no, there's really other stuff. Point. That's um, a really good point. And, you know, if you think it's always good to be... I find with myself relative about what mm-hmm. I'm spending my money on. I'll go out for drinks and easily spend 30 quid. Oh, yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, but that chicken's like five pounds more than that chicken. And mm. I'm like, well, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exactly that. Yeah. My partner still eats me, mm-hmm. and my kid does sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm away next week, and he makes his stuff to take into work for lunch. He's got a proper job. It's not that proper in mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, can you just get me some meat for the week? And I was in the supermarket, and I didn't know. Normally, I'd just be really lazy and get him some sausages or something. Um, and then I got him a whole organic chicken, and I thought, you can roast that, yeah. and you can eat it all, all week. Yeah. Like, and then it was, it was just over a tenner, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is brutal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it's not. Yeah, we're just not used Probably to it. what it should cost. Yeah, totally. That's the life of a chicken. Yeah. Totally. Oh, Maggie, <laughs> Maggie, did we say chicken and she loves chicken? She th- I call her chicken. That might be oh, why. Oh, really? I call her like, hi, chicken. And, and she, she was she... basically her saying, hi. <laughs> You're talking about me. Still here. Yes. It's um, funny actually getting a pet makes you think about it as well. Really? Because obviously in Asia they eat dogs. Oh, gosh, yes. And it makes you have that like, wait a minute, question moment of like, oh, okay, so I think it's fine to eat a pig. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think it's fine to eat a dog. But yeah. in that culture, they think it's fine to eat a dog. And you just look at all animals, it's like... It's definitely opened my heart to animals more and made me just totally. feel very aware of a completely accidental cultural yeah. bias because I happen to have been born in the Western world and I think it's wrong to eat dogs. Where we have dogs yeah. as our friends. Yeah. I know, and isn't it funny? She gave me the my most friend. amazing look then when I said friends. <laughs> it's almost like she was like, not yes. yet. <laughs> oh. Let me... She wants to be your friend. She does, actually. She's, yeah, we're friends. Sorry, that's how my three year old says it, and I've caught it. We're friends, Maggie. Friends. We're friends, okay? That's nice. Are you my friend? That's what he says after he's hit me, Maggie. I know. Yum in my tongue. There's a brilliant podcast called Global Pillage, which is about yes, interesting I stuff from around the world. Yes. Yeah, and I did it yesterday, and I learned something nice. just about that, actually, that um, in Germany in the 1940s, when 
there was so such a scarcity of meat. Mm. They would they started eating dogs, and it was called they called it blockade mutton. Oh my god! Um, just a needs must thing, and I wonder whether that's um, you know what are there an abundance of animals of the countries sure. where it's dogs, and they're they're not a huge farming of cattle, etc., etc. Yeah. It would have been that. It's bonkers, isn't it? But apparently, that's where the word hot dog comes from. Seriously? Yeah. So whoever invented the frankfurter or yes. the hot dog would get nicknamed hot dog because they the joke the sort of outsiders joke would be they've probably made it out of a dog even oh though my god, of course. they never did. How funny is that? That makes so much sense. Mm. I always wondered why it's called a hot dog. I mean, I just thought because it looks... interesting fact from another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's because you're also, you know, promoting Global Village, which is a great podcast. It is a great podcast. Um, That makes sense. I just thought it was because they look like sausage dogs. Could be, But I guess it's a chicken egg. It's like sausage dogs are cool. I shouldn't help you get even closer to the Sorry, she's licking your hands. She's lovely. Meg. It's made my day to meet you. Mm. And you, the adult human. It's fine. If you haven't seen The Informer, it's on iPlay at the moment. It's probably amazing. And um, you've been in loads of really brilliant TV dramas. You're really brilliant in them all. I've seen and I love it. Thank you. I want you to tell me about the worst and the best food that you've ever had on set. Ooh. Deep. Very deep. (laughs) Heavy, man. It's all been pretty good. I don't have any... Oh, actually, I have a horror story, but it's not my own. Oh, okay, fine. Yes, please. It's not my story. My friend... For some reason, that made me even more excited about the story. (laughs) (laughs) Not not something illicit about it. Maybe I'm pretending it's my story. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) My friend was on a job last year, and it was Friday Fish and Chip Day, and he was a guest actor on a show, quite a famous show. And he'd come in, and he was like, oh, lovely, Friday Fish and Chip Day, I'll have the fish and chips. And another actor turned to him and said, don't, don't have the fish and chips. And he said, why? And they said, because last week someone cut open their fish and it had maggots oh in it. no actual maggots oh so my that's pretty bad god yeah that's rough that's not good maggots maggots yeah i mean i've never had anything too terrible i think a lot of <laughs> the worst things about the catering from my point of view is that i've done so much period drama yeah that i've been in a corset for all of the of course for all of the lunches <laughs> oh so you You're just like, either have to like feel your kidneys mm, for the afternoon yeah and take it horribly easy it's a, yeah take it horribly easy you have to like really boring small salady lunches yeah which i'm not a big fan of when you're working because yeah. filming days are long long start early you probably starts know you're yeah. up at like five and you finish at seven or something and you really need a good lunch and if you're in a corset you just can't no. physically get it down you because you're sort of constricted yeah and so you sort of eat some salad standing up and then feel really hungry you're so, I so restrained though I've never suckers. been in a period drama but I used to <laughs> this is like my level <laughs> kind of equivalent yes. but for years I worked in a tourist attraction oh yeah as various historical characters nice like keeper of the heads and stuff like nice. that it wasn't the dungeons it was a rip off version called the the London Bridge Experience run mm-hmm. by a couple of gangsters mm-hmm. still there but I would wear a corset for that, but I just wouldn't have the restraint. I'd eat the lunch I'd want, oh. and then be in so much pain yeah. <laughs> for the afternoon. It'd be a bit like that, you know, the body wear where you feel like this. it must be going somewhere else. Mm. You'd feel like you're bust. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> lunch is just straight to the tits. Straight to the tits. 
A lot of more people will be having the lunch they want yeah. if we could propel the idea oh, God, that it went straight to your tits. <laughs> Especially if you're working on a set and you're up really early, you're yes. full of adrenaline, really, until yes. mid-afternoon. Yeah, yeah. you never feel like breakfast that time of day. No. So if you get up at five, you arrive at set at six in the morning. Yeah. And you sort of... I do find the coffee's often sleep. shit, though. Oh! <gasps> I bring my own. That's I bring my own. This is now I'm getting tips from a real yeah. pro. This is how you do it. Bring your bloody own. Yeah, I bring a little cafetiere. Yeah, and some, you know, just whatever. You know, I was brought up, brought up to pronounce that wrong by my. How, how do you say it? Um, I now have been trained by friends from university to say it properly, like you just did. did but I, I have to say it very slowly to do it like that. So okay. I have to say cafetiere, cafetiere. Nice. I think that's, that's great. right. But I have to say it very slowly because <laughs> I've just get, learned the word. How did your dad make you um, My mum made me say oh. caffettier. Caffettier? Yeah. That's sexy. Is that Caf- not, no, it's not right? Caffettier. It's not, it's it not it, very I think sexy. It sounds quite French and real. <laughs> my mum is pretty sexy in the, in the weird way where you can <laughs> call your mum sexy once you're in your 30s. You can acknowledge that your mum's pretty, pretty sexy, actually. Very sexy. Oh, she's a cellist. Very is she? Sexy mum. Hey. Um... Have you ever had to eat anything as part of acting that was particularly oh, memorable? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's always got... Actors oh. have always got a story or two of this. I sometimes pretend to be fully vegan in order to avoid mm-hmm. having to eat the gross things mm-hmm. on set because there's nothing worse than set food that's been under filming lights for several hours. Horrific. Yeah. And it starts to really smell. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, will, I properly, like, have gagged have been yeah. like I, I really am truly going to vomit in scenes like there was a scene on on a show I did called Outlander where yeah we had to eat it said in the script it was pigeon and right. they effing well cooked off pigeon and I was like why didn't you just use chicken no one's going to know like I d- please <laughs> shit it was actual pigeon and like it's, it, do you know what it's actually pigeon can be really nice I'm sure like a it wild pigeon lovely. is probably like, just like a pheasant wood, or whatever yeah, yeah like some wood pigeon and yeah. some fancy restaurant it's probably but they, did they just go to Euston <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh god that's what you picture though isn't it you just yeah. picture like really grimy city pigeons oh god yeah and we just had to eat this pigeon take after take after take and oh, I was sort of avoiding no. it and you end up just eating all the bread because yeah. they put bread on the side and you're like well that's safe yeah. and you don't want to be one of those actors who you're watching a scene and you're like they're not eating this yeah no, I know well that's the other yes. thing it's like you kind of like oh you've got to go for it yeah you want to be <sighs> real I can't bear watching a scene where it's meant to be a meal and it's like a family eating a meal together and no one is taking a bite and like they lift their fork and then they're like oh and now it's time to say my line yeah. you know and it always means that they just always avoid actually having to take a bite have you ever had yeah. to significantly change the way you eat and or your body for a part in a thing for an acting role and um, would you ever do that I don't know I find it it's really difficult I think as a woman because it is a bit politicised so unless mm. there was a really good reason yeah. I would be like absolutely not Yeah, I have a friend who's doing a big US show and they sent her via post everything she was allowed to eat and it wasn't what? Because, yeah and they what? had yeah this happens 2018 people um, oh, I know and that's all I was going to get onto this yes <laughs> go for it can I top up your water thank you this wasn't for a character that had, like, survived the Holocaust. This was for a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why Why does she need to be skinny? Like, why? 
And but they were paying her a lot of money, and you know it was a really career changing <coughs> job for her. So right. she said, okay, yeah, cool, I'll do whatever whatever it takes. So she got posted all her food that she was allowed, and they hired a personal trainer for her who she saw four times a week. Four times a week. Four times wow. a week. And this is to play someone who's generally got their body covered. Yeah. And they're playing yeah. quite a sedentary part. This isn't for like an action film. I think action was involved, but the character, I think, was a scientist. Right. I haven't actually watched it because I'm a great friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got As my, a protest, my I notes it. on my phone have, I would say, a 30%. Oh, watch so and so's Netflix. Yes. Watch so and so's Sky Shorts. Yes, Sorry, this yeah. is the trouble Terrible, with having yes. friends in the business as well yeah. because you can't keep up with everyone. No. But yeah, and they did um, not just weighing her, but they literally <gasps> had the, like, the pincers where they pinch bits of your body found no. on your body and then the personal trainer would write back to the producers and say this bit still needs more work off her body and then they'd be like okay so we need to focus a bit more on your tummy and like that kind of thing this girl's like a size 8 like it is I was going to say I really bet she's tiny anyway deep yeah eight but that's going to what but that's I know gonna, but that's going to fuck with your head I know well luckily I think she's quite a kind of grounded together person who okay. it didn't like, for me, I'm not sane enough <laughs> to cope with yeah, that. Yeah. Which is partly why I would struggle to take on a role where that was required of yes. me. Because I think it would mess with my head too much. Me too. Because I'd go, oh, am I only valid? Am I only getting jobs? Am I only worthy if I look like this? Is this does this make me more employable? And I don't need that. I don't need to open that door. <laughs> well, I don't think... Maggie agrees. Maggie agrees. She's, Good girl. She's um, <laughs> I mean, that makes me... So sad. I know. I don't think it's as bad here, right? Yeah, this was an American thing. Yeah. I think it would be very... It's in LA. It's in Hollywood. I mean, that's got to stop. It really does. It really, really does. To actually, like, have a pincer on someone's... Flesh, yeah. It's really weird. I mean, I I think historically, I think especially before doing this podcast, but I joke and be like, oh, I'd love to get a part where I had to... Get really get ripped, you yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah, no, and like, I think that would be fun. Be tumbling around, yeah. and, you know. To get strong. Like, yeah. Yeah. But even then, if I was being sent exactly what to eat mm. and pinched and poked and looked at mm. in that way, mm. specifically, yeah. I just know I'd go to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely good. I feel sad thing. just thinking about the prospect of it. I'm, but I'm glad if your friend is strong enough. I think You'd so, think if your entire career consisted of that, though, it would break you eventually. I mean, it would have to mould yeah. how you viewed your body in totally. terms of reality versus Hollywood reality. Totally. Fucked I up. know. And we're, you know, we're so out of control of the work that we get as actors yeah. anyway. Well, that's it. And it's so competitive. Uh, yeah. And exactly that thing of going, well, you just kind of have to say... To an extent, so you have to say yes to all sorts of stuff. Yeah, completely. You really do. And hi, dog. Yeah, and you, you know, it's just a really uneven playing field. It's sort of. I read a really brilliant article by Britt Marling about the Me Too stuff called the Economics of Consent. Yeah. Did you read it? It was so no, good. It was basically that. saying if a huge producer with lots of money and lots of power meets an actress who is looking for a job and needs a job and is starting out in her career that's already such an uneven playing field that anything he asks her to do is already sort of non-consensual. Because it's just, the scales are too tipped already in favour of him for any transaction between them to be, like, you know, it's sort of, 
you need to redress the balance before mm. any kind of transaction can take place. And I think it's a similar thing with asking an actor to change their body. If you're an yeah. actor starting out in your career, of course you're going to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that, you know. Well, then, and also, if you can't... Sure, yeah. Then you'll think, well, then I can't be an actor. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. Which very is good point. not true. Mm-hmm. It's just... Yep infuriating so when we first spoke you told me you'd recovered from an eating disorder you yes. have to talk about that yeah I am. I am I think it's amazing I think it's amazing whenever anyone's had a recovery I'm fascinated by the whole thing mm. tell me as much as you're happy to tell me thanks yeah I mean I think it's really important for actresses and actors to talk about this stuff mm. because I think it's really common I know so many friends who've been through one or are still suffering with one yeah. and I think that people a lot of the time look at actors and go like, oh, you know, they they look great, you know, and what we don't see is often what's behind that. And I think it's really important to out yourself if, yeah. you've, if you've ever been through that kind of thing and go like, no, honestly, like, you know, it was a struggle kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, my eating disorder, like, you know, have you read Dolly Alderton's book? Not yet. Oh, it's so I'm very good. keen to. It's funny because I say recovered, but like, mm. and I don't know if you have this with having had food issues in the past yeah, as well, yeah. that you, it still affects you day oh, to day. Oh God, no, I mean, yeah. So I'm I mean, not acting out, I'm not restricting, I'm not yeah. binging and purging, but yeah. you can't, Dolly writes this quote, which is so good, which is you can't unlearn how many calories there are on something. Yeah. No, you exactly. You can't yeah. unlearn how many calories you'll burn doing something, yeah. you know, walking for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And those things, you know, it's just like a kind of, voice that you learn to turn down you just yeah. go shh like I know okay I know that's fine though I'm okay with that you kind of have to make friends yeah with the voice when I think that also comes down to that thing where you can have um you can't give it up you can't give eating up mm. absolutely all, it's all not those heroin things you, you, you have yeah. to keep yeah. uh, and, and those yeah. other things where you get that uh, obsessive addictive mm. you know the relationship's gone skew if when you feel obsessive and addictive absolutely and, clawing for control and then actually excess or denial yes absolutely I don't know if I've covered everything with that but with with everything else you can give it up and you can get to the point where the voice is yeah well gone. it's funny as yeah. I think a lot of people's but way of recovering from an eating disorder is what they're now calling orthorexia which I see in a lot of people and find really interesting which is an obsessive fixation with clean eating oh, and really? veganism can often be a cover yeah. for that well often and it, it's really sad but I think because it just represents another form potentially of restrictive eating exactly and like you say an excuse to say I'm afraid I can't have any of that exactly yeah so, orthorexia orthorexia Christ like being orthodox I thought you were going to say that meant obsession with exercise that's I'm I mean that's clocking thing. that quite a lot yeah I think so though yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know I see that too definitely it's you know it's fascinating, isn't it, in the acting industry? Hello, I know, hello. So desperate for attention. So you can have some attention. She gets them from me. Hello. Yeah, and I don't think our industry helps in the sense that we're nowhere near in that. I'm sure there are people, I'm sure there are actors who have been in costume fittings or up for parts where they've been treated much like your friend in the US here in the UK. I'm sure that's happened. I'm sure it's still happening. Uh, what I have as well is in auditions, before I've even got the job, and I've spoken to guys about this who are actors, mm. and what we get is we do the scene and they go, okay, thanks, now we're just going to do your ident, which is where basically they just zoom the camera out and then scan it up and down your body. Yeah. And 
some guys I know have had that experience, but most of them haven't. Really? And, yeah, most of them are like, what? No, I've never I just assumed that was happening to the blokes as well. Not all of them. Oh I think it's definitely rarer among men. But I hate that. I mean, I nearly... Yeah. I had that not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago I had mm. that, and I nearly said... I you, no. Yeah. <laughs> the older I get, the more, you know, it feels like you can just say you can see me like this is you don't need do you, to do a, did I do a good yeah. take was that good acting do you really yeah. need to see the rest of my body you know does it make a difference to how well I can play the part it feels like in that big lead parts are often almost always still given to people relatively tiny mm-hmm. yeah but maybe that's changing in the sense that people are writing a lot more for themselves yeah and for normal real people yeah and perhaps that's less so in comedy a little bit I, I yeah don't know. I hope so I think so um I just read Deborah's book yeah um and she calls it people who are deliberately underweight yes and because yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't want to pathologize people and say people who have eating disorders we no. don't know if they have eating yeah disorders no, no, or not. Not at all. but they are deliberately underweight they're deliberately yeah. at a, a size so yeah. that they are visually, you know, s- smaller than probably. Yeah, their 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 natural, natural state weight would be, would be if exactly. they were if they were eating according to their hunger and their yes. instinct and their yes. But it is difficult. It's difficult knowing what when you're hungry. Like learning how to just like, you know, people call it intuitive eating. Learning how to do that again when yeah. recovering from an eating disorder is really hard because you think, am I hungry or am I just sad yeah. <laughs> or, or pissed yeah, off yeah. or whatever the emotion is that like makes makes you think you're hungry or yeah. you know and even then that kind of and and where I'm at is at a point of going yeah it's probably it's probably not body hunger but it's still fine yeah do you know what I mean totally. like it's still it's not um the 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 mental health backlash of not answering that call yes, <laughs> to eat really something good point. is not worth. Yeah, really good point. But then everybody's different with that. I think as well. I think sometimes when you when your body when my opposite end from restricting of the disordered eating spectrum of, mm. of binging would be sometimes when you can when you hear the voice to binge that that's as distressing as. It would, it's just as distressing to hear it as it is to answer it or not answer it. Yeah. It's an emotional numbing that yeah. you're after. Yes, And exactly. actually, if you've got no other method available to... to, to, to do, if you can't just feel it, mm. <laughs> and mm. there's no other numbing agent there that's not more harmful... Mm. Oh, God, it's tricky. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, it doesn't... I worry... I need to be clear that we're not saying that recovery is impossible... Recovery is absolutely possible. Yeah. Oh, I just mean, it's just an ongoing thing. But I think that is for anyone who's, like you say, you don't have to have had any kind of issues with eating really necessarily mm-hmm. to then suddenly at some point go, oh, I need to keep an eye on this. Or yes. I need to be mindful of how I, this is making me feel. Or oh, definitely. behave or yeah. whatever. Um, and that's what I'm noticing now is that I'm more the, the way that I'm thinking about and looking at food is isn't to do with trying to control feelings or numb feelings. It's yeah. a lot more to do with how does this make me feel? Do yeah. I feel good? Do I feel energized? You know, am I left feeling really shit and guilty yeah, afterwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what's that about if I am? Yeah, yeah. And then also that thing. And so then to think about the ethics of what you're eating on top of all that exactly. shit. Exactly. 
pretty fucking it's a lot hectic, to ask. actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to ask. But yeah, so it, I think it takes a long time of, of giving zero fucks, of being, yeah. of like, I have to let myself yeah. eat whatever the hell I want to eat and not think about it at all before you kind of reach a bit more of an equilibrium. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. It is. It is so funny. Mmm, delicious. Hello, I'm Tom Solinsky, and I'm the producer of the Guilty Feminist and Global Pillage podcasts. I'm also one of the hosts of the new podcast, Best Pick, along with John Dorney and Jessica Regan. We have taken all the movies that have won Best Picture at the Academy Awards, and we're going through them one by one, but in a random order, determined by picking them out of a hat at random. So, on each episode... You'll hear fascinating facts about what was happening at that year's Oscars, how that movie got made, and what else was happening in movies that year. Then the three of us will watch the film, then we'll share our thoughts with you. And at the end of the episode, we pick out the film we're going to watch next time. We're about 25 films in so far, about 65 to go. So please join us. Go to bestpickpod.com or just look for Best Pick wherever you get your podcasts. That's the Best Pick Movie Podcast with Tom Selinski, Jessica Regan and John Dorney. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Five-second rule, yes or no? Oh, uh, inside or outside? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good qualifier, actually. No one's ever asked that. Inside, I mean, five seconds, fine. Yeah. Oh, really? Great. I'd like to hear that from a dog owner. Yeah. And you grow oh up God. on a farm, so yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's all. I think it's all good for your immune system, isn't it? Getting yeah, dirt. Yeah, outside, probably not. Right, probably fine. Leave it be because we yeah. live in London. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. My um, it's pretty grim. My son yesterday was just sort of rubbing himself on various poles as we walked past. Not sure. enough. I've made it sound like he's a pervert. He's three. <laughs> 
but just sort of standing there and giggling like as if he yeah. was hiding even though he wasn't oh, hiding yeah, yeah. and he kept going into little alcoves full of homeless people's urine Ooh. and it was such, oh Rudy please don't frolic in there <laughs> and he's, he'll happily drop uh, stuff and pick it up uh, and go, it will go straight in oh god yeah but he's really ill oh god that's yeah. no that's amazing he's really ill he doesn't yeah, yeah. You were asking as well before we started this whether he is a good eater, and he is, but he's just started a real like power play. Oh, yeah. Because he's at a level of three-nager that's no, it's like all that. about um, where he can be in charge mm-hmm. and where he can plausibly give a little bit of know-it-all mm-hmm. as an answer for everything. Yeah. I mean, it's excruciating company. Yeah. <laughs> let's, not, let's not muck about there's nothing cute about it at my friend's playgroup the other day they all had their lunchboxes we'd all sent them in with lunchboxes and as they went and sat down to eat their lunch he announced to everyone I actually don't eat lunch anymore um, I just have snacks <laughs> and they were like what's in your box then he was like just snacks and just then ate all his lunch Okay. okay. Do you know what I mean? So but it was just that it had to be like, uh, just put it out there, guys, that <laughs> you will go and have what, what you've got in your boxes, but I've chosen mine because it's all just snacks. It's actually snacks. Nice. But isn't everyone here probably having a cheese sandwich? No, it's a snack one. <laughs> Special snack one. That's great. Such a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I can say it. You can say it. It's my child. It's your child. That's so funny. Has he heard that from someone? No. I, not that I'm aware of. No. I mean, it's certainly. I. It's there are most things that are relatively silly or awful that he says. I can think. Yeah, yeah. I've said that. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's almost always from me. Um, I have a, but um, he. Um, but that. I. I don't know anyone he'd hang around with that would say I just. I don't eat snacks. Lunch, I just eat snacks. My <laughs> little cousin was a fairly like in a sweet way chubby when she was little. She's eighteen now and she's stunning and yeah. it's not a thing. But when she was little she was quite chubby. And she was trying to get out of going to school and she repeated a phrase she heard. Her mum said, Darling, why don't you want to go to school today? And she said, I can't go to school, mummy. I'm just too thin <laughs> <laughs> Which was like she just had grown up saying it. Like I'm gonna, oh, she's next time thin. I need to cancel a gig now. Just, I'm going yeah. with that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't come. I'm just too thin. I'm afraid I can't come to Lincoln on Saturday night. <laughs> I'm too thin. I'm too thin. I'm just too thin. Say <laughs> scrum diddly umptious. Hello. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. I'm definitely a weird eater. My mum went to the doctor when I was four and said I don't know what to do she's a really weird eater because I only had Marmite sandwiches with the crusts cut off cut into triangles perfect pepperamis and petty filous <laughs> that was it pepperamis is going to be a farmer's a farmer's like, daughter like your note. dad's yeah. must be like oh <laughs> I just hand reared those this. were the things that I ate and my mum took me to the doctor and the doctor was like well there's nothing wrong with her so no. Yes, she's fine. Just carry on. And, you know, poor mum was despairing, like, oh. Also, like, classic, of course, then 20 years later she gets an eating disorder. No. Someone weird about food, do you know what I mean? I was always yeah. a bit weird about food, very, very picky. I used to dread going to friends' houses right. as a kid. Oh, in Did case you, you were that? made to in eat case, something. Yeah, like, what if the parents there. are strict and they're like, you can't get down from the table until you finish your food and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I had that once. Someone made macaroni cheese, which I was like, great macaroni cheese, that's nice. But it had peas in it. And oh, I didn't gosh. eat peas. I was like, oh my God, there are pizza in the macaroni. Do you know, my fear is that I... Um, well, not fear, but realisation as you're talking is mine was probably the house. That the 
children with. Oh. Like, you know, real sensory stuff about food probably oh, yeah. dreaded to go to because my mum is quite like, oh. well, if you don't, my mum's like, it's just a pea, you don't eat the peas. She'd, she'd right. do that. Right. Or like, who doesn't like spaghetti bolognese? She's yeah, quite yeah. She's quite frustrated by I'd people probably be not like liking that. everything. I used to nanny and they Did would you? be such, I love those kids. Dear God, I love those kids. <laughs> but they could be yeah. little bitches about their food. But also I think, so um, I think as you were talking then, I was thinking about Rudy again and I think that from about three right through I think sometimes mm-hmm. until your mid-teens mm-hmm. it's like you're all, I don't know how to describe it in the politically correct way so <laughs> forgive me and please don't write to me saying I've offended you I, it feels like the very um, the very unautistic that doesn't mean you're on the autistic spectrum but that it's a very normal stage mm. of childhood from from three upwards mm-hmm. to flirt with elements of autism in that sense to go oh, through phases of needing things to be certain a certain ways. way yeah. like shaped yeah. a certain way colors yeah. re- it's really human to be mm-hmm. to have phases if not lifetimes of being really put off by certain colors of mm, foods that's interesting but shapes, dryness, wetness, they're all oh, things that are huge. huge thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're huge in autism. I've worked with young people with autism for years, and, and I think it's just a, autism is the most enormous spectrum, yeah. and that children are already, I think, just further up it before, sure. they, have their, before they have their social full social empathy yeah, training totally. equipment. Totally. No, that makes complete sense. We're all a bit autistic, aren't we? Aren't well, we I think all de- I definitely am. Yeah, I think so. And then, I, do you know if someone told me something fascinating? That there's a theory that maybe there's, you know, like autism is something like ninety percent in boys. Oh yeah. And no one's ever really been able to explain that. Yes. Yeah. From any sort of chemical, hormone, sure. sciencey way. <laughs> oh gosh, when a comedian tries to sound clever. Um, and uh, but they think now potentially that there's loads more women and girls with it, but because we've been socialised yes. to be so polite yeah. and facilitating MC, in social environments yes. that we don't present as early right. or as well or as often. Yes. That's so interesting. And it makes it? sense, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, I'd heard that. I'd heard that a an autistic woman is more similar socially to a man yeah. than an autistic man. Yeah, there's a sort of hierarchy of kind of social empathy skills, yes. which goes woman on top. Yeah, followed by about joint man and then autistic, autistic woman, woman, and then there's a gap, and then it's autistic man. Because for that reason that we're so, you know, conditioned or taught... To not to, upset. Yeah. And to, be, to make sure everything goes okay, yeah, actually. Yes, definitely. Not it's so interesting. Of, it's very interesting. It and I wonder is. with food as well, like, how much... How much that affects that in terms of how, you know, people just being like, well, it's polite, I have to yeah. eat this food that I'm given, or, you know... What happened in that scenario? Did you eat the peas? I tried to eat as much as I could without getting any peas, but right. because it's tubes of pasta, a lot of the peas had got stuck in the tubes of pasta. Oh, no. I know now, like, crystal clear, this is I know, that's amazing. This is one for the therapist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I tried to eat as much as I could, and I think I then was sick. Like, oh, it was really God. bad. Oh, I just God. couldn't, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was real. It's a very, It was a very psychological thing, eating as a kid and that's all, yeah. that's so funny the shapes thing and the wetness dryness thing because there's certain foods that I can have uncooked but I hate cooked even to this them. day which ones? 
I really like raw Brussels sprouts, like chopped okay. up. They're really nice. In a salad, a yeah, salad. lovely. Quite nutty and yeah, yeah. Cooked Brussels sprouts, no, no, thank you. No, thank Not you. even fried with some pancetta. Maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> it's getting better. It's getting better, but like these are things that I'm sort of still yeah. getting less fussy about now. Yeah. Oh god, it's a process. <laughs> it's yeah. a process. Yeah, I've only just started to like beetroots back Ooh. in the last year. The whole world has opened up to me. Nice. I couldn't love a beetroot more now. Really? And now, oh, do you think your body like wants what beetroots have? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's that. <laughs> that would be a that. very ethereal yeah, yeah, yeah. way of putting it. I think it's just a taste bug thing. Right. I don't right. know. I gave up smoking. It. I mean, hands up. Occasionally, still pump cigarettes, but I gave sure. up smoking like a smoker <laughs> years ago. Officially gave up smoking five years ago, mm-hmm. and that really well changed my taste buds. Did it? Well, suddenly liked suddenly... white wine a lot more. Ooh. Never Bef- really oh, were you sort it. of dulled slightly yeah, because I think of the must smoking? Have been way dulled. So you needed strong flavors. Yeah, okay. and then I suddenly was able to be, like daintier things a lot mm. more on the. But I like really strong flavors. Yeah, do you like chili things? Mm, very spicy. My curries of vindaloo. Yeah, my go-to curries of vindaloo, definitely. Cool. I know. How cool am I? <laughs> really cool. What a legend! I do always ten. feel a bit macho. It's, a, a it's there's thing. something weird and macho about being able to take the heat. Yeah, chilies and yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I guess. Whereas it's not. It, there's actually nothing gendered about it. No, at all. No, not at all. And I like spicy things than my partner does. Yeah. And he's a man. Yeah, same. Yeah. My God. My partner sweats if he has a spicy knickknack. No. Yeah. Let's try some fudge. Let's. So I got Holy. some fudge from Roly's Fudge. I got it in Sidmouth oh. in Devon. Wow. But as I was okay. buying it, thinking, oh, I'm Hopefully. getting some Devonian fudge for my podcast. I realised nice. I was told by the lovely member of staff that um, there's a chain. And that's oh, fine. That's, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, that's that fine. is fine. And they've just brought out their first vegan one. Oh, sure. So I got this. So maple you've got one and cashew vegan, one non-vegan. And one sea salt non-vegan. Cool. Thank you so much for lunch. That was absolutely lush. Is it weird to say I love it that you killed animals? <laughs> I, want to, I think if I'm going to eat meat Thank occasionally, you. I want to have that... I want to learn to have that connection. Oh, did you read? Oh, even if it means so nice. I go, oh, I don't want them. I don't want to then. Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> I read. I read about a school that might actually have been in Devon, yeah. where the kids were raising a pig to slaughter it. Together. To slaughter it, so yeah. that they'd learn about that. And all the parents wrote in and complained oh. and said it's too distressing for them. Meanwhile, feeding them type of at home. Yeah. And walls of and whatnot. And I put it out there. Those parents are cretins. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna get, no. What I should say is those parents haven't thought it through. I just no. can't. I don't think they could have thought it through. No. They're just and it's worried the same, about. I think, oh, I think people say it. quite a lot. I couldn't kill an animal because Anna would never be able to eat it again. Again, I think that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly if the it's point. distressing, then yeah. then they probably shouldn't be eating animals. Well, don't tell feminism, but I've massacred these bags trying to open yeah. them neatly, and instead. It's <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Okay, this flavour is... Okay, this is... Sea I'm going to try this one first. I'm going to try non-vegan first. Okay, this is normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. It's really nice. Is it amazing? Mm. Mm, obviously, God. it's fudge, so it's, it's super so sweet, but... No, it's delicious. Oh, God. Are you a sweet tooth? No, but... No. I love fudge. <laughs> I am. I'm a sugar fiend. Are you? Yeah, sweet tooth, I'm a salt tooth, but um, fudge and chocolate. God, that's good. Mm-hmm. That is good. It's really creamy. Mm. 
and there's just the right amount of salt actually mm. it's not too much that's incredible this is an interesting question I think mm-hmm. if you could have physical immunity to downsides or upsides of good or bad eating anything for all physical immunity so how it made you feel what it made you look like whatever yes but food then tasted of nothing <gasps> forever yeah or you could have things as they are now which way are you going things as they are now me too 100% you'd be surprised how varied the answers are to that really yes what so basically I've got a massive burst of after salt which I'm loving yeah from that season <laughs> it's the sea element yeah of Devon it turned up really late she's not judged it's crumbly I like that it has dot 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 it's crumbly dot 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 it's yes. crumbly it's really good People would choose to never taste food again, but what you stay skinny and you you could eat as much as you want. You could eat I how much you want all the time. It just didn't taste. But you wouldn't anything. want to because it wouldn't taste I think anything. The, well, I think it's that thing of um, acknowledging when the difference between food, loving food, and loving eating, and the oh. act of eating and being really full. Mm. Okay, I've just tried the vegan one. It's a different flavour. It is a different flavour. It's maple and cashew. Yep. And, um... Is it good? <laughs> you look back. I'm upset that it's not better. Oh. That's the best way to put it. I bought these. These weren't a gift no. from the company, so I can be honest. I just slides all over the table. Nice. It is really nice. It's just that thing where it's like, oh, if you're going to make a vegan one, make it as nice as the others. I think maybe they made it with coconut milk, do you I'm think? trying it. Oh, good call. Yeah, very yeah. good call. And I'm not... I don't know the It's coconut. still delicious. It is still delicious. It might as well be fun. that we ate that one first. Mm. That was our first sweet taste of pudding. Do you think I've given you, like... I've made a sip, like, a Saint-Emilion. And then tried the Aldi <laughs> three £3.25 grape by Merlot. And now it tastes of diesel. The order you eat things in is a thing. Quite important, actually, isn't it? For the record, that vegan fudge is lush. It is lush. We've eaten them the wrong way round. <laughs> and I don't particularly like coconut flavoured things. And Do it you tastes not? like coconut flavoured fudge. I love coconut. And I love coconut oh. milk. And I love coconut in... Coconuts, yeah. 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 I, I, I love coconut in curry. and mm, But I don't... Yes. But I don't like bounties. I don't like coconut flavour ice cream mm. or mm. sorbets mm. or fudge. And I think that's coconut flavoured fudge <sighs> under an alternative <laughs> And I'm going to have another piece of sea salt to, to make wash it, it go down. <laughs> Maggie likes it. Maggie likes it. The dog likes it. Well, Maggie, you this can is have bad. it. Bad. I'm giving my child sugar. <laughs> does Does Maggie the dog behave like a child after she's had sugar? Does she go a bit mental and then crash? Do you know? I think it's her first sugar, so oh, we'll really? see. Oh gosh, we'll see. Um, um, the first time I ever gave Rudy sugar, he just walked. The first time. <laughs> like he's on coke. Yeah, he's it was. Like, oh. It was amazing. He was amazing for <laughs> like so five funny. minutes. And then just had his first ever proper meltdown. Oh. Mm, couldn't go. And what do you do now with it, with sugar? Do you, are you... Probably far too liberal. Well, I mean, is that the um, thing, is it? But I mean, I'm not an Id- a complete idiot about it. I don't do any just before bed. Or, sure. Um, and I probably bat- use it too much for rewards. Oh, God. But he knows what it is but now, it works, so it's constantly it? asking. So. It's so tiring. When I nanny, like... Very yeah. few things that you can use for the blackmail. Yeah, <laughs> for the for the bargaining. There are little things if like you do your homework, especially you if you're on a budget. Chocolate. You know, like, right? Yeah, exactly that. But like, yeah. so the other day, the weekend, 
He behaved all the way around a supermarket. Yeah. Not a massive shop, but like, I don't know, ten things on a list. Nice. On the promise of a treat that he could choose. Okay. And thankfully he went for some saurine cake bars reduced to 50p because it's not Halloween anymore. And they're not That's that bad, sweet. actually. I like health wise. But then the problem is he's had he'll have one and then he'll go, and now I need another one. Mm. And he will use the word need. Yeah. And then <laughs> Then that's I it. relate to Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's then he's furious, you know. Furiously mm. can't have two on the bounce. Mm. And um as we walked from the car to our house, flat, let's be honest, things aren't going that well. <laughs> I said, um st- I said, stop, please stop asking me for another one. Like we're gonna have lunch now. So please stop asking me for another one. Mm-hmm. When we have a nice thing, we can just have a nice thing. It doesn't mean we wanna have four. Mm-hmm. So for the next hour he asked me for four. that's very smart I like that it's definitely my son you Um, definitely get I mean you get such a huge reward yeah in your brain oh yeah when you have sugar yeah Mm. I do find the off switch very hard so I relate to Rudy it's just harder to be like I'm full now because your brain's being like Yay! This is great. This is a Hooray! Huge treat. This is one by treat. Yeah. Can I have another one. Yeah, yeah, and he hasn't got any empathy yet. He hasn't got any off switch yet. He hasn't. That's the thing. Before they're old enough to have logic, mm-hmm. which is if you know consequence, which is like yeah. if you do that, you will feel less good. Yeah, and even before when you know that, it's hard. Yeah, 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 totally doesn't help. You're right. Yeah, logic doesn't him. help. <laughs> he could be he could be puking and asking for more. He sure. He doesn't. Sure. He asks for snacks in the middle of meals. I still have this thing of like the novelty of being a grown-up with yeah. my own income mm. and no one saying, no, you cannot have an yeah. entire tub of Benadaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's... That I, like, I still find that quite cool and exciting. Yeah. Oh, it is. It yeah. never won't be. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, that's quite nice. But and then so in a way... I can eat a whole pizza and a whole tub of yeah. cream and yeah. no one can stop me because I'm a grown-up. Yeah. And also... That's and, my and it's a good reminder to me to let him enjoy that grown-upness and uh-huh. not be like... Have it all now. <laughs> Go on, have four. Sure. Or whatever's easiest yes. to yep. make him comply yep. in the next ten minutes. <laughs> You're walking through a park next to a train track. You see that a huge tree has fallen on the track and you can actually read train signal signs. It's one of your many skills. It's probably cool. on your spotlight. <laughs> um, and you realise that in a mere eight minutes a train will be coming and they've got no idea about the tree so they'll be coming full speed. Uh-huh. Thankfully, you happen to have your axe on you. Uh-huh. You have to chop and chop and chop the tree until you can roll the bit of the tree that's on the tracks off the tracks. And it's so hard and it's so sweaty and it's like the, the hardest you've ever had to work in eight minutes in your life. <laughs> chop in, roll in, chop in, roll in, heave in, chop in, roll in. It sounds impossible. Just as the tree starts rattling towards you at a million miles an hour, you do it. You're a hero. Yes. And um, you saved all the people's lives on that train. They're nice. all like, yeah, thank you no, so much. No, 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 no. Oh, God. And yeah. um, your reward for this, yeah. once you are ready and not like, you know, on your knees from yeah. this exertion, um, <laughs> is the feast of your dreams. It can be entirely hypothetical. None of these things have to be okay. attainable, certainly not ethical, certainly not healthy, but if you want, whatever you want. And same goes for who you have there. Yeah. They don't have to exist, they have to be alive, etc., etc. So, I want to know what you're eating, what you're drinking, who with, and where, nice. if there is a where. Very nice. Okay. Oh my goodness. Well, 
I would like a sort of tasting menu scenario. Oh, lovely, yes. With accompanying booze. Yes. For each course. Because that's just like magic, isn't it? When the right. I've never drink. ever done it. I've <gasps> never had a taster menu oh, God, with a taster menu booze. Okay, it's the best. It really is the best. Next thing in the time world. I get a voiceover. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> That needs to be the yeah, treat man, for it. Definitely, it? it's it re- it's like a religious experience. Right. I went for my boyfriend's birthday. I took him to the Sky Garden wow. restaurant, and uh, we ha- one of the courses was lobster, and I'd never eaten lobster <gasps> before. And they paired it with an English sparkling wine oh, from Hampshire. It's supposed to be amazing. It is. At the moment. Oh my god, it's delicious. It's called Hambledon, and it was really oh, good. Damn. Hambledon. Hambledon, I can't desperate, recommend it highly enough. Desperate to get my hands on some English sparkling wine. It, it was, was really good. Actually. But it was so incredible with the lobster because the lobster sort of tasted of the sea and the freshness of that and then the wine tasted of like an orchard. It was this very earthy, sort of citrusy, fruity thing. Like, I don't know anything about booze. I'm not like a wine no, person at you all. described it beautifully But it was so incredible there. and they just went so well together that I literally like started laughing. We were at the table and I literally just like got the giggles about <gasps> how delicious it was as a combination. That's very cool. It's great. So I'd need like someone to be in charge of the pairing. Yeah. Because I wouldn't know. Oh, of course. I mean, that's their job. I wouldn't know. Yeah. So it would be, yeah, it would be, you know, small meals, small dishes. Yeah. Maybe like eight to ten yes. small things in a row that's just like the best of everything. Mm, it's like all about what it tastes like. Mm, yeah, like little little dishes. That's my favourite thing. Yeah, and then something chocolatey at the end. Just like a classic, like you know, supermarkets do those melt in the middle chocolate sponges mm, that you yes, put in the oven, yes. and then it's a chocolate sponge and it melts in the middle. Yeah, and that with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Oh, so simple, best. but just a classic combination. It's the best, yeah. Fantastic. And any, would you go back to the Sky Garden for this? No, because I've had that. Okay. I want a new one. Fine. I want, like, some incredible So this is interesting. So when you go somewhere, you often have the same thing. Yes. But you like to not oh, but that's go like back chains. to the same restaurant. Chains, okay. I, I, like, I know the thing I want. Right. Wagamama, I'm having chili chicken ramen. Yeah. Pizza Express, I'm having an American heart. Right. Oaxaca, I'm having pork pepper tacos. Like, I know. (laughs) I love this. I love it. I know what I want. But if I'm going to, like, haute cuisine, I want to experience the the best of what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, I need to start doing better in my career so that I can start (laughs) more of these spanky You've got a child. I'm, I'm a childless person with, you know... Well, no, no one to look out for. I spend so people who take their kids though to these places as well. Oh, I mean, I still spend money on food. What I need to do basically is save up, <laughs> pants, so I can um, listen with less envy. Um, and who would you have there? Who would I have? I'd have uh, my best friend Alice, who's just moved to Australia. Oh. I'd have my grandfather because I never met him, oh, wow. and he was a notorious. Writer, my mum's dad was this man called Cyril Connolly, and he he co-founded a magazine with George Orwell, and was like friends with Evelyn Waugh, and like was this kind of literary Bloomsbury wit person. But he died when my mum was fourteen, oh, so gosh. I never knew him. But he sounds really funny and really cool. Oh, wicked! So what a great him. idea! Yeah, I've, all, I've he's my like go-to dream dinner party guest answer that I can always whip out. <laughs> and then who else would I have? I'd want like is Maggie coming? Maggie is not coming because no, she's sorry, too annoying. Maggie. She's She'd furious yap. about that. Sorry, Maggie. Maggie. She'd yap. And then I'd want. <laughs> I just want all people that I want to meet. Yeah. Like I want to meet 
Amy Schumer. Yes. Um, Lena Dunham. They'd be great dinner party They'd guests. They'd be really good too. dinner party guests, I feel like. Yeah. Also, they, in a nice way, yeah. they probably like food. Yes. Do you know what I mean? They're not yeah, going to be like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, I can't have. No, no, yeah, they're not going to be there like, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally. Like, oh, this is too much. Totally. I'm full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then... I'm sorry, yeah. I can't come. I'm too thin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mmm, delicious. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Nell Hudson. What a superstar. We had so much fun. Do watch Informer if you haven't already. I loved it. She's Nell.Hudson on Instagram and at Nell Rose Hudson on Twitter. Please tell everyone you ever meet in every single walk of your whole life about this Hoovering podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's unrealistic, isn't it? Could you tell maybe just two or three people? I'd love that. And smack it all about all your socials as well. Join us, follow us. Uh, the podcast is at the Hoovering Pod. Rate, review, subscribe. And you can follow me too if you like, at Jessica Foster Q. Come to my live shows. Come and see the live shows of the podcast. Go to the My Doings page and all the gigs should be there. If you want to email me or send me something longer, you can do that through my website, jessicafosterq.com. I really love it when you get in touch. And again, if you are one of my patrons, can I just thank you again like this? Thank you. That was a special thank you. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.